1: Thank you to our sponsors, the Wall Street Memes Casino, with over 5,000 custom games to choose from. Enjoy live dealers and in play sports betting, from football to esports. Get a 200% sign up bonus on your initial deposit up to $25,000. Use code IFLTV24. Deposit now by visiting Wall Street Memes Casino today. 18 plus only, please gamble responsibly. Vote for IFL in this year's Sports Podcast Awards. Go to www.sportspodcastgroup.com and vote for us in Best Combat Sports Podcast and the Diverse Voices Awards categories. IFL Pod, available across all major streaming platforms now.
2: This is Joe Pugh for IFL TV, we're here at the Boxing Booth Jim Redhill Media Day for Joshua Bwatsi as he takes on Dan Aziz next week. Delighted to be joined as ever by Spencer Oliver, how are you mate? Joe, it's all good my friend, all good, it's been a while to be fair. Yeah, It's been a while, um, we'll start off with Joshua Boatzi. Next week is kind of his last final preparations, but huge fight at Wembley next week. Absolutely. Look, we're we're here
3: at the the booth gym, like you say. Joshua his open workout, if you like, last... You know, uh, and we're 10 days out from the fight. It's It's a huge fight with a huge amount on the line. We've got WBA number one in Boatsy against WBA number two in Aziz, and you look at where you're at and you look at the landscape and what could be lying ahead of that, you know, I think there's that there's talk of that fight with um, Dmitry Bivol and Bata landing in June in Saudi Arabia, the winner of that undisputed, the winner of this could get a shot at the undisputed, that's where their position, that's what's on the line, that's why this fight is so important looking at both guys and where they're at rewind 18 months you go, Boatsy's wailing front here, but Dan Aziz has done it the old school way, the hard way man, where he's done it on the road, southern area, English, British, Commonwealth, European, in the other guys backyard, he's learned, his trade and he's made up a lot of ground, so you know you go now, it's a, it's a funny situation this one because this is like friends become enemies and like, they've got to put all that aside and get in the ring at the O2 on Saturday night, but with what's on the line, there's a huge amount of pressure for both guys here because it's a must-win, really, for both guys, you know what I mean? Because win this fight, and there's huge fights out there. Not forgetting Anthony Yard as well, by the way. He's there. He's in the mix, you know. Like, Frank Warren's got that big deal with Saudi Arabia. You know, the winner of this, if they're waiting for the winner of Fibble and Anthony Yard's there. Bang, we'll throw one of them in, and the winner gets that. What I'm saying is, like heavyweight division right now, very, very sexy, man. There's some
2: huge fights out there, and... Huge fights for the winner of this, but real 50-50. Joshua Boatze coming out of the Olympics, that'll be coming out to eight years in the summer. Um, yeah. Coming out with all the pros- uh, prospect, all the talent, and then you talk about Dan Aziz, who has come it hard. Do you think Boatze's got a little bit of a point to prove? Because some people say his career has tailed off the past 18 months.
3: Absolutely. Look, if you look at, like, if you look at, you go back to, like, 2021, and you look at their careers and how they've gone, like, Dan Aziz has been fighting three times a year. Joshua Boatsey once, once in 2021, once in 2022, once in 2023. What I'm saying is he's not been that active, so he's sort of tailed off a little bit. Joshua Boatsey at one point was talked about as the best prospect globally in the world. Now we're at a stage now where you go, like, fast forward 2024. Yes, he's the WBA's number one. But it's been a slow stop-start sort of career and this is a great opportunity for him to kick-start and make that point. But you talk about that, Joe, right? So they go back, he was 2016 Olympian, bronze medalist. He was the kid that everyone was looking at, everyone was talking about. Dan Aziz was actually looking at him and talking about him as well, taking advice from him, you know what I mean? Same gyms, all that sort of stuff. And you go like, disease has made up a lot of momentum now, but you go, when you get into the fight and you're talking about mindsets... And the psychological side of things, you go, Dan Aziz knows what he's going into. Wax is looking at Dan Aziz going, I'm your daddy, mate. I'm the one, that, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm the boss. What happens if the fight gets into round 10, both guys are there and they're trading and all that? You go, like, then Then it's about, well, I actually have to be more like mentally prepared for that because speaking to Aziz, couple of weeks ago when we went to his open workout like when we had to see him he knows what he's going into, he knows how tough it's going to be and he's prepared to go there in those later rounds so that's why it's important that Boatsey's mindset is there and ready for that as well because he'll remember them sparring sessions I asked Dan Aziz about that, I went let's say you sparred a hundred times, how many times do you reckon you won those sparring sessions? He went, I'm, I'm not sure I won many of them mate if I'm totally honest so he knows where he's at, do you know what I mean? So, he's sort of mentally prepared for it. And when you, get, when you get into a fight of this magnitude, when you get into a fight of this magnitude, you go, like, you've got to be ready to go to a place that a normal human being would not go, man. It go, It's dark, it's fucking hard, trust me. I've been there, I've done that. And I know how hard it is, man. And I go, these guys are going to have to go there to get a victory on there, because Aziz and his will to win and, you know, prove that he is the number one possibly in this country, taking Andy Yard out of the situation. But he, to prove that he's number one WBA with the opportunity to fight for the world title, he's mentally prepared to go there. And he and knows that this is a great time for him to kick on and showcase why people talk about him as the best prospect
2: globally at one stage of his career. Well, that is next week. I want to rewind, kind of. what is it, three, four days now spent to Liverpool. Uh, Jonas now many people saying it's a controversial decision just want to get your standpoint at where you at and how you saw that fight look on the
3: night I had it 96 94 to Jonas <clears throat> I think that Jonas done enough to win the fight you know I think that Natasha Jonas yeah she had a great start she won the first round I think Jonas won the second um, Tash probably won the third, Jonas again fourth, fifth, sixth. It was one of those fights. Round eight was absolutely incredible. Both girls left it all in the ring, stood toe-to-toe. Tash had to bite down on her gum shield, and she'd done what great champions do, and she fought back, and they just fought to the bitter end. And the controversy surrounding it now, because of the scoring, has taken away from what a great fight it was, and what the girls done again for women's boxing and left it all in the ring and give the fans what they wanted to see, a packed out MS arena shows you how women's boxing has evolved. It's a shame because, look, let's look at it this way, Joe, right? So, yeah, the boxing gods were with Tash the other night because I thought Michaela won the fight by two rounds. But rewinding Tash's career when she boxed Terry Harper, matchroom headquarters behind closed doors, controversial draw a lot of people including myself thought she won that one and won it quite clearly then fast forward a year she boxes Katie Taylor loses split decision in a fight that was probably closer than this one if I'm honest I thought that it could have gone Tati's way didn't go her way she hit the post again she gets you know to this, at this time she's in another close fight a fight that I felt she lost and the boxing gods were with her It happens, man, do you know what I mean? It's like subjective scoring, what people see, what people don't. I went home and watched it on TV so I could see it from a game because I was emotionally involved in it, watched it, and the same outcome. I thought that Michaela won the fight. But let's not take away from Natasha Jonas and what she's done and what she's doing for women's boxing. Because that's the sad thing about all this, that you just look at what, you know, her career, where she's gone, where she's come through, hitting the post a couple of times in world title fights and going on to become a two weight world champion, you know, and, and inspiring so many women around the world. But all the kids that were there at her open workout in Liverpool, you know, all wanting to be Natasha Jones, what she's doing for them. So she's changing lives in, in, in this as well. So you go, all right, she got a little bit lucky with the result, but... I, I look at everything that she's doing for women's boxing, women's sport, first British Boxing Border Control Award winner for Fighter, Fighter of the Year and all that sort of stuff. You just look at it and go, come on, man, this, this girl's doing unbelievably good. Like, it was not a, a, a landslide victory for Michaela with Maya. You, you got the argument then. Has, you know, you go for, you're looking at quality or you're going for quantity. Do you know what I mean? The quality won this one because she was doing the quality work but the quantity and the volume was coming from Jonas and for me I felt that won the fight but what I'm saying is Tash was having her moments it was just a great fight man and um, it is what it is you know what I mean? It's like and that's the way it's gone it's gone Tash's way let's just support her man do you know what I mean? I I get the disappointment from the team mayor and people saying that this is an absolute robbery rare, rare, rare and, and all that look it's not an absolute robbery. Michaela won the fight, but it was not like a landslide victory. Do you know what I'm saying?
2: It's no secret that Jonas has entered the twilight of her career. Could be her last couple of yeah. fights. Where does she go next? Is it the rematch? Is it the biggest fights? What do you want for her?
3: Well, listen, I was talking on the night about, look, she could go over old ground. Katie Taylor's obviously a huge fight, and that's where it is. But Katie maybe could tie up with Chantel Cameron. You've got Jessica, Jessica McCaskill there as well. Unify, do that fight. Or for me now, or, or even talking about Clarissa Shields, there's a possibility there fighting Clarissa Shields, the, the quota Women's Boxing. There's another huge fight there. But for me now, after that fight, I think he's created more interest. I think it's a bigger fight than the first one. Michaela wants the opportunity for a rematch. Tash has got the opportunity to right the wrongs of the the public perception of how that fight went. Joe Gallagher would be more than happy to take that fight and see it again. Who wouldn't want to
2: see that again? That was 10 great rounds of boxing. 100%. And just a couple more, Spencer. Uh, Come out in the news, I think it was yesterday, that Jay J.O. has left uh, Tyson Fury's camp after only five rounds of sparring. Uh, Surely a good sign for Tyson Fury heading into the Undisputed fight listen, don't read too much
3: into this whole, like, Jai's loft, um, left and he's floored Tyson Fury, rare, rare, rare and all that, I, this is what, my reasoning behind Jai Apataya leaving that fight because obviously he's boxing Marius Bradus on the undercard, a fight that he, you know where he won the world title, split decision, got his jaw broke, it was a tough fight, we know how good Bradus is, so you look at that and Jai Upataya helping Tyson Fury out, of course that's beneficial to him for the size difference, beneficial to Tyson Fury but not for him he's fighting Marius Bradus. So he's probably done that, had them five rounds, and thought, look, there's not, no other sparring here that sort of works for me in my preparation for this huge fight. So, that's the reasons he's gone home, training, getting different sparring, sparring that suits him. So, he's left for selfish reasons. You go, had he not had a fight with Marius Bradus, he would have stayed in camp and he would have worked for him. But, I love it when people throw that whole thing out. Oh, he's flawed. Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury, trust me, will be in the shape of his life going, going into this fight with um, with uh, Alexander Usyk because he knows what he, he knows what he's going into. Forget that performance against France and Ghana. You won't see that again because that was Tyson Fury, where when you ha- don't have any fear factor as a fighter, yeah, you might train and you might cut a few corners, but you think. I'm turning up, this kid has never even boxed before. I'm going to play around with him, I'll put a bit of a show on, and then I'm going to have this big, undisputed fight. And it went horribly wrong for Fury because obviously he didn't recognize how good Ngannou was. So taking nothing away from Ngannou, his performance, his timing, his boxing game plan was all brilliant. But that was Fury underestimating and having no fear factor. That's there now. And you won't see Tyson Fury like that again in the ring. And for that reason, that reason only, I think Fury wins. And I think size is going to be a huge factor in the fight. Fury's got a great boxing IQ as well. People talk about how good Usyk is and, you know, how he works opponents out and and whatnot. Fury's that as well. So I fancy Tyson Fury to put on a masterclass on the 17th.
2: Talk about Francis Ngannou. Um, How beneficial is it going to be for Anthony Joshua to have those 10 rounds of tape? Because Tyson Fury simply didn't have it. Huge. And that's
3: what I said to you, like, the the fear factor thing. Like, Joshua knows now he's going into a serious fight because actually... If you look at like Francis Ngannou now, you look at that performance, you go, he's a credible opponent because he can fight. He had the WBC heavyweight champ on the seat of his pants and pushed him to the wire. And a lot of people felt that he even won that fight. So you go straight away, now you know you're in for a real fight. Joshua will leave no stone unturned, but now he knows what he's going
2: into. And that's so important. Just last one, at that Joshua Nganu press conference, His Excellency Al Sheikh said about the whole Queensbury Match matchroom thing, I know you work for Boxer, so uh, yeah, Boxer get involved in that sort of thing and try and get free promotions all battling it out against each other in Saudi Arabia?
3: Absolutely, listen, I think you know, what Al Sheikh is doing is taking the politics away from the sport and we're getting all the promoters working together. Who would have thought that you would have seen Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren sitting there smiling at each other, gazing in each other's eyes, holding hands, talking about how they're gonna, you know, put on these big events and whatnot. But that's what you know, that's what the Saudis have done. They've taken that the politics away from it all. And if Boxer have something of any interest to Turkey al Sheikh and Saudi Arabia and these events he's putting on, they'll use him because do you know what I mean? He's in control of it all. So that's where that's where we're at. I think that it's a changing of the times with Saudi Arabia's investment in boxing that the the, the public get the fights that we want because the politics are gone. You know, it's not about broadcasters, pay-per-view rights, pay-per-view splits. That's all out of the window right now because the fighters go, right, you're getting X, Y, Z, you're getting that. Are you happy with that? And that's how it goes. And we're all boxing on this one promotion. Yeah, Queensbury promotions are the promoter. Yep. But other promoters will go on the bill as well, which is a great thing for boxing, man.
2: Spencer. Thank you very much for speaking to
1: IFL TV, and I'll see you next week at Bawatsi Aziz, mate. Look forward to it, Joe. Cheers, mate. Thank you to our sponsors, the Wall Street Memes Casino, with over 5,000 custom games to choose from. Enjoy live dealers and in play sports betting, from football to esports. Get a 200% sign up bonus on your initial deposit up to $25,000. Use code IFL TV. 24 deposit now by visiting wall street memes casino today 18 plus only please gamble responsibly vote for ifl this year's sports podcast awards go to www.sportspodcastgroup.com and vote for us in best combat sports podcast and the diverse voices awards categories